Hello to everyone listening. I am Nathan, and welcome to the Sea Brilliance Podcast. In this podcast episode, you will hear an amazing story told by an amazing person. And hopefully the story that they will share will reveal something about your life and will encourage the brilliance that resides in you. So let's listen together. So tell me about yourself. Well, hello, I'm Haley Young. I'm a 26-year-old woman living living in uh, Los Angeles, California. And about myself, wow, I'm just a young woman trying to figure it out. And in that, taking on whatever adventure kind of like comes my way. I'm currently working in advertising, which kind of just stumbled into my path. It wasn't like a set goal of mine to work in advertising. I just knew I wanted to work in a creative space. That's where I've I've been led to. I've been in advertising for about three, going on three years now, and just trying to learn and soak up as much information as I can to possibly take, you know, my own talents and what I've learned and take it somewhere else to uplift other brands, you know, maybe smaller, smaller businesses and the large corporations that I work on now, because I think making a, a difference in a creative space and just in our environment is so important. Being able to, you know, make brands that are personal or special to me, like have a voice in a in a space that is kind of dominated by larger corporations. Just trying to figure it out and find where my voice fits best in in this industry. Really loved your answer. And we're definitely going to dive into that career in advertising that you talked about a little bit later on. But, you know, what's the best compliment you've ever received? I exude quiet confidence. I think that's a big deal. I think that's a big deal. Personally, I wouldn't necessarily describe myself as the most confident individual, but you know, we all have our own insecurities. For others to look at me and I don't know, just kind of like feel assured that I I know what I'm doing or that I'm capable of my own abilities, or this is like a hard question to kind of articulate. I haven't really like thought about it, but I think it's I think it's nice that I'm seen as a force in spaces that I present myself in and in the room that it's not an arrogance, but they know that I'm kind of about my business and, and that I'm a special individual. So it's nice to to get that from other people and that they see that in, in me. What do you think most people misunderstand the most about you? I can be a quiet person. And I think sometimes being quiet makes me come off a little standoffish and I want people to know that I'm I'm approachable and kind and willing to learn, eager to learn and eager to make connections within all all forms, you know, friendships, personal relationships, work relationships. I think my sometimes being quiet and a little bit shy kind of keeps keeps me away from from those opportunities and I want people to know that I am a warm, bubbly person. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. And um, that's one thing I've always admired about you. You may come off quiet to people, but you're definitely warm and bubbly like champagne. Gee, thanks. There you go. <laughs> but, you know, it's just even the 
but you even have uh, sophistication about you. I don't know why I'm thinking about champagne, but just like champagne. champagne. <laughs> so, so yeah. So you know, you know what makes you passionate and gets you motivated. It sounds so corny and so cheesy, but like. My family is a huge driving force for me and I, they motivate me. They inspire me to, to keep pushing and, and strive to be my, it makes me like emotional, strive to be my very best. Um, so when I see like, I think everyone in my immediate family is doing like such great things, whether it's succeeding in corporate world or getting into medicine, like I get so inspired by their work, their work ethic and their drive and it makes me like want to work harder and 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 be my my own best and i just love how everyone that i'm surrounded by in my family has been so focused on others and doing well for others helping others uplifting others and i and i think that mentality has been instilled in me and kind of like why i want to take my where i want to take my creative advertising career you know wanting to help others, wanting to uplift others, wanting to give voices to brands and companies that either haven't found their voice or just like don't know how to get their product out there. Like I, I just think it would be so cool to to work on smaller, smaller brands. And that's an off topic. But yes, I'm inspired by my family, inspired by their drive to to do well and help others. And that's kind of kind of where I've shaped my whole perspective on where I want my career to go. You mentioned well one family is you know I you know I take family near and dear. But then you mentioned, you know, the creative advertising that, you know, uplifts, you know, others who might not have their voice out there as well. But I also think of like the personal creative advertising when it comes to ourselves mm-hmm. uh, and how he mentioned, you know, might come off reserved, but I... And someone else. That's That's someone else. Or how is it that we can support people or really to support ourselves to be creative and advertising to who we are and what is it that, you know, we seek to do? It's a hard question. Yeah. Because how do you take what you do for industry and put it towards, I guess, an individual what makes the greatest advertisements is taking risks not necessarily going for the obvious messaging and sometimes just like putting yourself out there in in i don't want to say the most wild way but like just not being afraid to to put yourself out there in a way that maybe sparks conversation on the personal level i would just say take more risks and don't necessarily be afraid of what others might say, positive or negative. I think we stifle ourselves a little by trying to only present ourselves in a way that's like socially acceptable. And in doing that, I don't think we necessarily express ourselves in our truest form. And I could say that for myself on why I'm a little bit more reserved because, you know, I, I want people to see me in this positive, positive light or so I don't necessarily know how to come out my shell without coming off too strong or I don't ever want to come off arrogant or blah, 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 blah. So like I tend to make myself smaller, but 
in reality, I think you just be as big as you can and don't be afraid to speak up for yourself and speak out. And if you have a wild, crazy option or opinion or not really opinion, but like something to say that you can can trigger a conversation to see something and in a different perspective, giving new perspectives, new, new outlooks on life. I think, I think that's so important and we need more of it. Taking a risk, put yourself out there, say and do what feels right in your heart. Do you have a a mentor in the industry which you're in now or someone that you, I don't say. I aspire to be. Like someone that you may commonly go to, to seek advice when it comes to the work. You do creative advertising. Not necessarily. I don't think I've found a, a good mentor yet. I mean, my job offers a mentorship program, but I, I haven't found that person within my agency that I feel like I can go to to talk to specifically about advertising. So no, I wouldn't say I have a mentor. I kind of just talk about corporate life with friends and family and get advice from them. What's the most difficult part in being in your industry it's predominantly white male oriented it's challenging as a young woman of color to assert herself in in conversation sometimes it's just challenging being a black woman in in corporate you struggle with not coming off as angry when you get pushed aside and, and neglected and, and ignored. And then you, you want to be professional, but then you feel the need. So you feel the need to talk a certain way or dress a certain way. And you don't want to bring up your own issues or don't feel like you have, almost feel like you don't have the right to kind of express what's bothering you because not a lot of people understand what you go through on a, on a daily basis. So trying to find people that empathize with you is, is actually kind of very challenging. It's a hard space to navigate when there's not a lot of you within your, within your office. It's like, who do you turn to, to talk to about? What challenge in your life shaped you the most? Which one? I know I, if I ask that, I ask that question, like, which one? But sometimes you don't see them as a challenge when you're going through it. That's true. So I can't, I can't necessarily, I don't know, I can try and pinpoint one. I don't know if I would categorize this as a challenge, but I, it is a challenging situation when you think about it in the grand scheme of things. But I mean, I have been blessed and fortunate to attend the education institutions that I have or, you know, been raised in the environment that my parents chose to raise us, but being again in Ironically, another predominantly white space or environment growing up and being the only black female in a classroom was was definitely has been a challenge because I feel like being the only not being around enough other black people, you tend to identify with whoever you're around. And I feel like at a point in my life, I identified not saying I ever identified as white, but like some of the ways I, who I communicated with, how I communicated with them. I lost out on an opportunity to find out who I was as like a whole person, as being a black person in society. Instead, try to assimilate to the environment that I was in, which was, you know, it's white. 
having the opportunity to then later go to a school like Spelman, I'm trying to relearn basically who I am, where I stand in in society as a as a black person. And that's been like a whole new new territory to navigate and trying to find out who I am and being sure of my blackness and my culture and that sort of thing. So when it comes to identity, I, I just think being in an environment where I didn't feel not that I wasn't embraced or wasn't welcomed, but like where I wasn't seen has been has been hard. Your story where people will listen will see but particularly black women. You mentioned you're in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. You you know, grew up around the, well, you went to school with the white people, mm-hmm. but then you went to Spelman and Spelman is black women. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that you're currently in a period of rediscovering mm-hmm. yourself, repositioning yourself. And so in, in that moment, you know, how do you, what, what's, a, what's a piece of advice that you would give to a, a younger black woman who may have grown up exactly like you and maybe trying to rediscover herself as well. What's one piece of advice you would give to her? One of my biggest regrets in high school, and I was deciding where I should go to college. At first, my top choice was, sorry Spelman, but it was Howard. And I was excited to talk to my friends and, and tell them, hey, I mean, I got into this HBCU. I think it'd be a great opportunity just to be around more people that look like me. And what my Black friends were saying was, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to be around that many Black people? Why would, why would you want to? It's, it's ratchet. It's, it's, it's not a real indication of every, what the everyday life will look like or what the workforce will look like, blah, 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 blah. I let so many other people's opinions of like, what a HBCU is, or just what Black people are in general, kind of impact my decision on where I went to school or who else I hung out with. That's my biggest regret. And I should have listened to my own gut, taken more opportunities to, to learn on my own. You can't listen to other people's opinions necessarily all the time, and especially when it comes to who we are, who you are who Black people are, what Black institutions stand for, because they don't know. You need to learn for, for yourself. So I wish I didn't listen to the outside noise and been more focused on, you know, what kind of college experience that I wanted for myself versus attached to the connotations that come along with the name of a certain school. What connotations come from wanting to go to a HBCU or wanting to go to a school that... Most of corporate America probably won't know the name of. I mean, how many white executives know of some of these HBCUs? So it's not about the name. It's it's not about who attends there. It's it's do what's right for you and listen to your listen to your heart, listen to your gut. My gut told me to go to Howard or go to an HBCU, and I didn't listen. And I ended up going to a PWI, and I had a horrible experience. Not saying all PWIs are bad experiences, but. I didn't get the experience that I was needing for myself. Mm-hmm. And only I know what's right for me. So listen to that gut. Listen to your gut. That's it. Certainly. Because our gut definitely be talking to us. It's talking. Sometimes screaming, yelling. Mm-hmm. 
We'll need to uh, put a tranquilizer or whatever on the gut or whatever to help kind of say, uh, what do you call that? Not tranquilizer, not the best word. Um, you know, like when we try to subdue pain or not even pain, but just feelings with other things. So mm-hmm. listen to the gut. Mm-hmm. And so last question is, where can listeners find you online? Follow me at, <laughs> I'm on Instagram at Haley Brand. That's H-A-I-L-E-Y underscore B-R-E-A-N-N. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Until next time. Oh my gosh, thank you.